Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 905 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren, JD Raider, oh, and yeah. you, especially you, thankfully you. And it's it's kind of like Christmas morning, guys. There's something about Bracket Wednesday. It's a source of great joy for me and many wrestling fans. I oh, can't yeah. wait for it. Um there's so much possibility. There's maybe some outrage, maybe not. What, we don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? I got mine already. You got yours? What do you guys think about 157? Oh, yeah. c- crazy. I mean, can you believe they did that? I got mine extra early. He got his extra early. But we actually don't have them uh, at this point Lame. in time. We will be having a live show this evening when Ooh, the brackets come out. We will out. find out together. Uh, I think. And share our thoughts. Yes, yes. Uh, it'll be great. We can't wait. So for we that. were talking. Is it really not till eight p.m. officially? Normally it's like four thirty or five, but they're backing it up prime time. Ben, weird, right? I know, sort of strange, yeah. sort of strange. But um, mm-hmm. that's why Shane Sparks isn't here. He always does that the the bracket release show. So he's choosing okay. that over this. And uh, yeah, I won't forgive him for that. No, no chance. <laughs> no chance. Uh, funny, but it should be good. So. A lot yet to be touched on that we didn't get to yes. on Sunday's show. Uh, one, we have to start with uh, the the David Carcino tool match with Ben. Uh, now that he's had oh, a little time boo. to process. Uh, the it was the match of the of the weekend. I mean, it was it was so high level, so exciting. Uh, and David Carr comes out with a win and sudden victory. Ben, just your your overall. Thoughts on the match. Obviously, you're not happy the way it um, went, but beyond that. Yeah. Uh, I no, I mean, obviously, it was a lot closer than the first time. He did a good job on the bottom piece. Got away twice with, I want to say, super easy, but relatively easy without too much struggle. Um, I think it's pretty simple. He finished, if he finishes the takedown in the first period, and then uh, if, the last, if the third period takedown is called properly, um, then I think he wins the match. I think it's really that simple. So you think no takedown in the that 
situation in the third period. Yeah, and it, obviously because of the fact they went to overtime, it's kind of hard to get that mad about that because it's like, well, even if that wasn't, you still had another opportunity and you gave up two takedowns in a row, so that that's on you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think if you look at right, takedown definitions, he had his hands locked on the legs. Uh, David Carr never covered the hips. He never hooked the leg. He never did any of those things that usually you have to do to get a takedown. And honestly, as I'm watching conference weekend, there are a, there's a lot of situations where I felt as though the person who was awarded or not awarded the takedown had a lot more uh, control than David Carr had. Yep. Um, can definitely see that. In in the moment, I thought he had a near side cradle locked up, and which should be a, but he never obvious did. too. But he didn't at any point. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely yeah. a close call there. But I, I felt like you, like, oh, maybe it wasn't. But the fact that it went to overtime, you're like, okay, yeah. I'll square there. And then... And yep. what's interesting is how it got to overtime, which was David, and we talked about this on the phone, Ben, we were kind of like sort of surprised how much yeah. Carr stalled on his feet at the end. Well, we interviewed him, and he didn't realize that he got hit for stalling from the top position. We're standing. Uh, we're standing. So he's waiting. As David Carr's evading, 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 and and strategically stalling there at the end he doesn't think he has a warning but there so was he, a lot of time i mean when so i think when king gets the escape there was like 38 seconds or something so it wasn't yeah. like there's a a 12 seconds left or something well right ben but he's he is banking yeah. on he's waiting for that first warning before he has to engage yeah 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 sure sure so in That's his true. mind he's like i'm not going to engage this dude until i get my warning well he didn't know he had a yeah. warning so he didn't engage and then next thing you know it's overtime overtime match and he goes and gets it uh yeah great man two there were two just incredible actually three cars able to to defend that first one was pretty pretty fantastic too yeah, it's good and then, i mean i, I can, that's one where you kind of argue um you know what i don't feel super passionately uh, I thought in a lot of circumstances that's called two because he gets a second leg as the hand touches down which is lots of times criteria but Carr was able to clear it relatively quickly. So, um, you know, I don't hate that it wasn't called two, but I would probably lean towards that probably two. Yeah, it, it was close. Um, it's one of those scenarios where, yeah, you could take a picture of it and say, okay, this is two. But in the moment, and as fast as everything was going, um, you know what else they should do as an What's aside? That? They just need wider. Uh, they just need more space around the mat where guys can wrestle. Because when you look at the scenario, Carr is like he's off, his knee was like hovering over the over the, the, edge, the boundary yeah, yeah, of the yeah. mat. And there's no reason to not just have, throw on an extra section there well, and let, let them both wrestle that out. You can kind of do that in final situations, but you know people are saying you should do it all the time, and that would just require so much extra space because. I think that the college out of bound rules are way superior to high school is a disaster. Um, but when you when you allow them, they can essentially be two, almost two body lengths out of bounds, right? Because you're still wrestling if anything is in bounds. And so to put an extra nine feet outside of the circle, like we are talking a super gigantic mat that they have to make for special occasions because you can't make those for regular tournaments or, or may, maybe dual meets, I guess you could have one. Yeah, yeah. I would say... Um, yeah, you do it, you do it special for like the duels and, and finals matches. Yeah. You can't do it for all of them and that's fine. But 
when you can, you should you should try to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I even then, I'm not sure that Keegan pulls that foot in just based on. Yeah, I how mean, he's got he a little, had, he how he had a little more chance, but in. he would have had trouble keeping his toes in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, it's interesting because on both sides, it's like. If you're David Carr, you're like, all right, I won again. I did it. Or if your car's camp, maybe it's like, but man, he got a lot closer this time. And if you're yep. Keegan, it's like, I got closer, but man, I still can't get get over yeah. that. The, the David, David Carr's um, single leg finishing prowess is it's it's a problem. Very typical. He's very good there. I mean, I was actually just talking to, um, well, actually, I talked about both at the two different groups of wrestlers Monday, but it's like. Keegan's about as good as it gets Ding up a single leg because he has a lot of freaking weapons. And um, Carr is still able to finish or get very close to finishing. And it's like, I think in that position, if you're a great single leg finisher by cutting the corner, that, that almost beats scrambling more often than not. Now, for the scramblers, there's a lot of guys who aren't super elite there, and you can take advantage of their missteps, you know, as say someone like Sammy Sasso does a lot. Um, but we, as I, was, as I was saying, we got to get better there. We have to be able to finish that at like a 95, 97% rate once you get to that corner. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, for me, I think there's just as much intrigue about this match going into NCAs as there would have been if Keegan had won. Um, because I, I feel yeah. like just the, the progression of Keegan there and how close it was yet, the excellence of David Carr still good enough to win, I think makes this match still the number one most anticipated yep. NCAA uh, match. And there's a lot of big ones. And, you know, you've got two guys going for four, their fourth title. But to me, and I don't think they'll end with 65 because they're both underclassmen and, you know, they're probably going to yeah. two four-timers. The, you got two guys going for think four. Spencer or Yanni, one of the I, two, right? Am I just started 125. I no, I don't think. Man, then no, you're I, gonna pick between the four timers. I think. I, I think th- they end with one of them. I think they end with one of them. I think that the best thing you could do is to put them both towards the end, and maybe start at fifty-seven, and then yeah, that the way best. Spencer's towards the end, and then Yanni's the finish. Because I don't know. I guess you could do. Yeah, I don't know. Or you're still picking between. Well, you have to pick one. You, you do have to, you pick, have, one you have to pick one by law. You literally do not. Yeah. You can literally start at 125. If you do 125, yeah, then it's neither. Um, I, I don't know, know, but I like what you said there, Christian. I mean, if, if they do end at 49, then they're both towards the end, right? Spencer will be match number seven, and, and Yanni will be match number 10. Um, you know, obviously, if you did Spencer last, then Yanni's match number three really early in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like ending with Yanni. I'm good with that. Um, I don't imagine there to be any te- team implications on oh, that would the be thing, good. so that that shouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah, maybe you don't choose. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Hey, maybe you mix up the weights. Look, so you go. That's what I'm saying. That was gonna be my next suggestion. But, but like, then that's even oh, worse because then, then you scramble up. Really, but then you really pick. Then one. you really have. You to really choose. go. This is the main. Event. They should. You know what they should do? They got to get out in front of this because they didn't. Fan, they vote. Li- fan they, vote. No, don't do a fan vote. That's not fair to Yanni. They should do a, a coin flip. Coin flip, 49-57. Televise That's it. That's the fairest thing. Televise pa- it. Pay-per-view, coin pay-per-view flip. Pay-per-view, the coin flip, whether Yanni or Spencer oh goes God, last. You guys are goofs. Are you telling me you wouldn't tune in for that? I'm tuning in. A coin flip? Oh, yeah. You'd pay pay-per-view. No. I'm You've good. watched worse, Ben. i coin flip. 
Then you were on, uh, you're you on, you were on that event with with uh, where you boxed Jake Paul. That was that was about as gimmicky as a, as a coin flip. Not your match, right, but the was, other things. Listen, around I it. didn't tell him it was a good idea. They were the ones who called me and said, <laughs> "Hey, you, you want a lot of money to go box this guy? I'll try to fight that dude." No, I'm, I'm more referring to just the, everything surrounding that. I, I oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was very cir- circus. I was a circus atmosphere. Yes, probably the proper terminology. Yeah, Had hey, everything but the. But you know who who looked really good? I was actually because this is um, I would say a threat. Uh, Pinero looked so good on mm. on. Sunday night. I mean, he was clean and strong. And, you know, I said one of the, one of the worries is how is he going to hold up under, say, a five to seven match format? Um, you know, wrestling a lot of close matches. Um, and I guess he had, he only had three matches in all the big 12s, but he, you know, he had two really close ones, three, two and three, two. And then in the finals, man, he looked good against, uh, Brock Muller. He looked good. It, it felt like, Man, I let this dude hang around, and I got pinned by him in overtime because I just wasn't yeah. aggressive enough. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to go after him. And he did. All right, I'm going to say something mm-hmm. that might be crazy. Given Austin Gomez's current situation yeah, uh, of, you know, he's injured, is Pinero the guy with the best shot to beat Yanni? Yes. Well, I, I don't know why that's a crazy thing. He already wrestled him close one time. I mean, just because this this is a man who lost to John Wiley this year. I think that's why it's crazy. I think it, yeah, his but, results are what make it crazy. Yeah, but we, we, we know we already know that about Pinero is that he he has been up and down, right? And he has uh, his high end performances are are really high end. I mean, think about what he did to Austin Gomez. It was nine four, I think. Yes. And then he already wrestled Yanni Tough. Yeah, I, I think he is the one that's most dangerous. So Yanni's probably happier if he gets like a six or seven seed rather than someone he'd have to see early in the tournament. But I, so I guess quarters would be nice because that'd be after weigh-ins, but um, semis or finals, you know, he's going to be well past the weigh-in. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Yanni's a big 49, but I think the, the weight cut's pretty real for him as well. Um, for Yanni? But he makes 43. It can't be that real. 43, I think, is a very difficult. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot more weight, six more pounds. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, I think I think I do think it's Pinero. I'm surprised you guys agree. I'm not surprised. No, I think it's. Uh, I mean, who is? That's I guess, the thing. If not what, him, Henson who? will probably wrestle him tough. Um, I mean, Gomez didn't didn't look at it. Pretends he's obviously uh, severely injured. I guess you'd say. I mean, we we got a, we have to talk about was it a slam? But I think we all only yeah, if you, I think only that if was you obvious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> only if you know the rule book is it a slam. If you don't know the rules, you might not think it's a slam, but... I mean, he literally leaves his feet and jumps and twists. I, I don't really see how anyone could argue that that wasn't a slam. And now, if you wanted to do away, do away with the slam call at the college level, I could be okay with that. Um, and then you, if it was just something totally ridiculous, like a powerbomb, you'd call it uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. I could get down with that. But if there is a rule that is a slam, that 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 is like definition right there. Yeah, um, I'll, let me pull up the. Uh, I already downloaded it once, but I guess I lost it. What the, the rule book uh, oh. <laughs> definition of a slam may, makes it pretty clear. So if you don't know what we're talking about, that's possible. It's possible you don't. Austin Gomez is wrestling uh, Miller from Maryland, and it's the second period. Austin shoots a double leg, and just a standard double leg, and he lifts him in the air, which is fine. But then as he's turning down, oh, wow, he beat me to the punch. What a beast. Tyler with the rule. Wow, Tyler. Wow. 
This guy says the real deal. Let me read the rule. The term slam is interpreted as lifting and bringing an opponent to the mat with unnecessary force. This infraction may be committed by a wrestler in either top, bottom, or neutral position during a takedown. When a wrestler oh, really? Lifts, I, thought, I didn't think it said bottom. I thought it just said top or uh Think Thomas Gilman. Or- Think Thomas Gilman, Alan Waters. Yeah, yeah. Probably got changed got after it. that. <laughs> Honestly, because but they were, didn't. Call, I don't think they called Thomas on that. They one, hit. That they the hit issue. Waters. They took called on Waters. Yeah. Then they, they issued it was like preposterous. A, but then they said, "Okay, we messed that up pretty bad." Um, <laughs> when a wrestler lifts the opponent off the mat and brings a wrestler to the mat with excessive force, a slam shall be called without hesitation. So, lift him up off the mat, bring him down, excessive force. Um, if you need a legal hold, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it. So yeah. it's a little into, you know, was it excessive force? Um, to me, they could be a little more black and white. Like if you leave your feet to launch the man into the mat, it's pretty obvious. So yeah, it was a slam by definition. I know Coach Bono took exception with it. He said you can't slam from a double leg, but the rule book says. That was, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I would say that's probably the second most likely position I see slams called from. Right, right. The the first is some type of mat return gone wrong, where yeah. they do it too hard, and the second one is most likely like a double leg, where the guy, you know, the other one they don't jump usually, but usually they put him down like hard like that, and that's yeah. where he calls from. Yeah. So this uh, sent Austin Gomez into the ninth place bracket, where he defaulted out and just got the wild card, which he was a shoe in for anyway. So he gets in now, and. Uh, Man, we hope he can return closer to form. I don't. I think it's unrealistic that he would be at his, you know, kind of mid-season form where we saw him, where especially the form that beat yeah, Yanni. I mean, that, he was the in the match Brooks because match. he lost to Rooks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. In the Graham Brooks match, he he didn't look great, and even in that Miller match, uh, Miller's not very good, and um, it was zero zero or maybe one zero. Someone had gotten escaped by that point. I don't remember who chose bottom. Go- Gomez got away. It was one zero. Gomez. Okay. Gomez got away, and then this slam happened. Yes, yes. So, but we were talking about Pinero. We talked about the slam. It was a slam, very yes. obvious slam. Uh, so yeah, as as I looked through one forty nine rankings, though Pinero is the obvious most dangerous. I mean, Sasso Yanni's beaten Sasso so many times. Parco, I mean, he wrestles hard, but I just don't he see already it. Beat Parco Henson. soundly. Yeah, Henson kind of feels the same way. Wrestled him tough, but not super competitive. And yeah, so I think it's Pinero. Yeah, I gotta gotta agree with that. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting how they decide uh, the the NCAA finals match, um, the final final match. All right, gun to your head. What would you do? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to me, if it's like if it's just pure pure ratings, you should start at thirty three. And end with 125. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a Iowa's first four time NCAA champion. That's just inherently more interesting, broadly yeah. interesting to more people than mm-hmm. it's, it's not. I'm not saying it's fair, but it is true. Yeah. Um, which you know, and maybe they they go. Maybe there there's not going to be any team race implications. Sorry to say, to there should not be any other teams. That's unfortunate. I love the team race. I Me mean, too. we're have a good team race for there second. I think second is going to be highly competitive. First and probably not. That will be fun. Se- second on is going to be fun for sure. Um, because you guys, uh, man, you guys moved Max Dean down to nine though. I was like, whoa, when I saw that. 
Yeah, that's it's three down. losses on the year. Best win is Jacob Warner this year. But he beat Warner, uh, Warner and Bastida. I don't know who you have but, higher rank right now. I think Warner. Bastida kind of fell off a little bit too. What the heck? Yeah. What, what's going on there? Sad boy hours on the backside of Big Twelve. Why 12s. are you so sad? Don't let him get sad like that. I don't you know. know. Rocky's kind of got his number and kind of beat him in a non-competitive fashion twice now. I mean, who the heck is going to win this weight? I mean, really? Uh, who I really mean, is going to win 197? <laughs> Rocky Someone has Elam, to win. Let's go. It might be Rocky Elam. Max yeah, Dean's going to um, get the most public votes. That's what I think. I still, I'm still probably picking Dean. You are at the nine or whatever he gets. I mean, who knows how they're going to seat him? But they're not going to seat him higher than say six. If he was higher than six, it would be preposterous. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree. But, but it doesn't, it actually, doesn't I, the seating doesn't, it's not really going to matter. I mean, if he does get the eight or nine and has to go through the one, you know, that is going to be tough. I mean, look, if you, all right. But this, e- but hold on, even eight now. Okay, so we're just, just out of current or current flow rankings. In the round of 16, it would be the eight, nine match. So that's him versus Silas Allred. He just lost to him. Number seven, if number seven were to go to eight, that's Michael Beard. He also lost to him. Yeah. I mean, it's going so, to be a long, tough road. But hey, all right, here's yeah. here's the thing. And here's why it's like gonna still be hard. He doesn't. There yeah. doesn't appear to be an injury there, right? And mm-hmm. D- Dean lost to Cam Caffey last year, right? Lost, yeah, true. Uh, so we're not. Max Dean is not immune to losing to someone that he is better than. That's happened. Um, we had more losses this year than last he's year. He's someone. He is someone who has historically always performed better at NCAA tournament. This is a guy this who beat true. Miles Martin at NCAA's uh, when Miles was killed over. by him. I freaking killed every single time they wrestled. Yep. And and here's the the real reason, the real elephant is he's at Penn State. And when Penn State has a guy that's good enough to win a title, when don't they? Um I mean, Nico obviously didn't win every year. He did eventually win, and he was probably good enough three three of those four really? years. He Maybe never beat McDonough. Yeah. He never beat McDonough. Never. Um, but he was always like, you would say like he was competitive with the best guys in the country. I mean, his seasons were obviously comparable to what Max Dean was this year. So Max Dean did only have in the 2022 season, he had a singular loss, the three, two to Cappy. There was no other losses he had And this year. He's now had three losses, Laird beard and Aldred. Um, and Aldred wasn't, I don't know, super. It wasn't like last second takedown, right? He had it three was a takedowns. blowout, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't a blowout, but it also wasn't super, super close. So I feel like if you're looking at Max Dean's season, this one is is I think very clearly worse than last season. So your your example is Nico. So we're going back twenty fourteen. Um, let me say, I mean, I just think of, well, obviously because he David won in twenty sixteen. He redshirted in twenty fifteen. We're talking twenty fourteen, thirteen. Yeah. So well, David didn't win twice. Um, and he was obviously good enough. Um, Vincenzo, was he good enough the year he didn't win? Mark yeah. Hall obviously was good enough. I mean, so yeah. there, there are guys. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, we know the Penn State's record in the semifinals and the finals specifically is something really obnoxious. I can't remember. It's like an 85% win percentage or something, yeah. something to that effect. When, you know, anything above 50, honestly, is pretty damn good. Yeah. And they're at 85, so it's like the most preposterous stat ever. Yeah, I, I would say the Chinzo one is a good example. 
because, um, you know, but he was not a Makai lost to, I think Isaiah white that year. Um, but all the other yeah. ones, like David lost to Dake, you know, Mark Hall lost to Zahid, like kind of all timers. Bubba is not an all timer, but freshman, big brother, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's it's pretty rare, and I think a little bit just like man, look at this field, and maybe it won't happen for Dean. It it, it may not. I'm just ex- I'm just explaining to you my logic and why I think I'll probably yeah, still pick him to win. Right? I think man, he's good that's enough wild. Because I feel like sometimes we, we look at the eight and nines and we think like, man, it's so unlikely that they make the finals. And you're you're saying I'm going to probably pick someone. We'll say seven or below, most likely that I'm going to pick someone seven or below to win. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think and but to be fair to this weight, which we've said all along, yeah, even yeah. when Max Dean was the undisputed number one, there's a lot of guys that could win this weight. This was before yeah, he lost twice. This was before any of that happened. It was kind of talked about how, man, there's there's 12, 13, 14 really, really good guys here. And then that's that was before Allred emerged, right? We Allred yeah. was and even still with Allred, he lost twice soundly to Trumbull and twice soundly to Tanner Sloan. Yeah. And we all know who beat Tanner Sloan. Uh I mean Tanner Sloan has a pretty good docket. He has one not good loss on the year, and he has one loss to Rocky Elam, but he's sitting at two losses, which in this field is, is not really all that bad. Yeah. We've got him ranked number six. This pretty week. good. Yeah. He's pretty freaking good. So yeah, one ninety seven is gonna be a really fun weight. For sure, Dean could just place or whatever. Um mm-hmm. he's gonna be hard to he's gonna be hard to pick against. It's crazy. With, I mean, looking at Younger down at 16 is like, whoa. You know, and you got Caffey at 20, Foy at 21, who's been competitive. The GOAT at number – the GOAT's all the way down at 22. The yeah. other GOAT, Nick Stemmett, um, I, did he win Pac-10s? He beat someone good, I feel like. I don't know. Okay, we can move I just, on. From I just Stemmett. assume he wins every tournament he enters. <laughs> He lost to Bernie. <laughs> he got true axe. Who did he beat? Who did he beat in the semis? Who did he beat Kendall North? Oh, he beat Harvey. Oh, Tanner Harvey. Yeah, that's who it was. Tanner Harvey's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's tough. Uh, speaking, uh, did we mention who ended up winning Oregon the State? Was it Oregon State? Oregon State won it. Hey, congrats, Oregon State. That's crazy. I mean, in two, mm-hmm. it did not take long. It did not take long for Coach. Two Kendall. years. Yes, yeah, this is his second season. The Winpac Twelves. Yeah. Very, very impressive but, showing showing by then. Absolutely. I mean, Olgin beats Griffith again. We already again, talked about and that, also Griffith, guys, Griffith is going to be a – and y'all scoffed at me when I kicked him off island number one a few weeks ago. My island number one, of course. Um, <laughs> he's likely to be probably, I don't know, eight or below. So we're going to have two national champions that are <laughs> relatively low seeds. Griffith slid down to 11. 11? In your rankings. In your rankings, he's down to 11, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't believe Tier 1 has 11 people in it. This is <laughs> crazy. You knucklehead. Uh, what, now, t- tell me a little bit more about Olgain's year, because we didn't really start talking about him until he beat Shane. Now he, he's done it twice no, in about a month. No, he's got a bunch of losses. I looked him up. It's not super 23 and 6 great. on the year. That's, that's... And some of the losses aren't great. We'll read them off, J.D. All right, he lost to Dalton Harkins. Doesn't count. Yep. Week one, Josh <laughs> Ogunsanya, Facundo, Carr, Ramirez, 
Monday. Okay, he has one bad loss, I would say. No, uh, Ogunsanya is, uh, well, he's probably 20th or something. I mean, not he's, great. But, uh, he's not terrible, but he's not in the top. Dog. He's ranked 20th. All right, so he lost to a top 20. Guy. I think he took third at EWAs. Yeah, the Dalton Harkins loss is not good, though. Yeah. He is, uh, I don't believe, ranked. Uh, I believe in ranked. your belief that he is not ranked. <laughs> Army uh, guys randomly so. have who beat Bergen or who did Bergen beat? Did Bergen beat Cronin this year. He had a yes. really hot start. He beat somebody else yeah. too because he was undefeated going into like Midlands or the Salute. Yeah, yeah. that's what he beat I, you have a hard time like getting fully behind these guys when they have lost like that this year. Um, but Cronin just continues to win and win and win. A lot yeah, of people Cronin talking. Really Brandon good. Kaler, he also beat. Dang, at the beginning he beat. He beat Cronin and Kaler. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he beat Steen. Um, he was undefeated. I guess he took his first loss to Ryan Miller at the Army Pen duel. He's pretty tough. Lost to Drake. I mean, one, I think one of the two possible explanations for that, and we talk about it, number one would be um, Bergen. I never heard of him before this year. So I got to imagine he wasn't someone that everyone was expecting a lot out of. And sometimes when that's the case, and honestly, I can tell you, I still haven't watched him a lot, maybe one match, but he has like some tendencies and then no one knows his tendencies and he surprises people like a Cronin or a Kaler. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, wow, he's kind of good now. I should probably like watch him. And they watch him and they're like, oh, I can, I just have to avoid these couple things, right? Yeah. That happens with a lot of people. And then number two would be if, if some of these guys, they don't come in shape in early to mid-November, and then if someone else wrestles a really hard pace, they have a decent opportunity to win. But then, you know, like by Big Ten times, uh, Cronin's going to wrestle a really hard seven minutes. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where or, you know, we're just we're just We flowing. can go anywhere. There's so we're many topics. We're in a flow topics. state right now. Uh, so... Qualifiers are out. We have every NCAA qualifier. We're hopeful that everyone accepts and can wrestle and as healthy as you can be at this point in time. Um, some of the better guys that got one, Killian Cardinale, who forfeited out of Big 12s, did not wrestle a match, got one. Um, How do you guys feel about – okay, okay. Uh, I feel like – and I know we discussed this. Man, if you are not healthy enough to even wrestle a singular match – just ah man, I have a hard time with that. Like, how are you going to be that much better in ten days? And we've seen a lot of instances where it doesn't work out that well, right? Like, where they're not actually ready, and maybe we should have given someone else that opportunity. So I I, I do feel like, and here's the thing. Here's what we don't know. If the if the rule was you had to wrestle, you have to wrestle matches at your conference tournament, and you can't do the yeah. one second gimmick. How many of the guys yeah. would do it, would wrestle the match? And if they would wrestle, then, you know, then I think you take it to a to a better place, right, where they are wrestling. But as long as yeah. you have the rule, more guys are just going to be inclined to do that. Now, we didn't see much of it uh, at NCAA. We did not see a lot. Or at, good, at conference yeah. weekend, which is, which is a yep. good thing. So I feel like there was a decent yeah. amount towards the end of Big Ten. Well, that's different. If, there if, wasn't that many, I didn't think. Maybe in the seventh place match? No, but, no, no, no. But we're talking about two different things. Med- medical forfeits are one thing. We're talking about okay. a guy enters the tournament and does the one-second okay. injury default uh, gimmick and then forfeits yeah. out. That's Correct. very different from wrestling a couple matches and then, all right, you're in the AQ spot and you forfeit out. 
That's, is it that much different? Oh, it's very different. Very different. Yeah, it's different so in my different. opinion. Yeah. Because right. you got, yeah, absolutely. You got guys did not wrestle at all, and you got guys that wrestled three, four matches and forfeit out. That's entirely different. They're taken yes, now, and the reasons are completely different. Like some of them, maybe there's legitimate injury. Some of them, it's like, all right, I got the seating, whatever wins, I, or I already beat this guy. I don't need to beat him again. There's a lot of different reasons for that one. But you've got someone that is not able to wrestle a single match. That is completely different thing um and we've seen time and time again guys do the forfeit out gimmick after a certain point i mean nolf did it in one ncas that year uh yeah but but not wrestling at all like we saw soriano in 2017 was it um very rarely are these guys able to do much of much of anything um yeah yeah it's it it, it's very rare that that turns out like that they can not wrestle and then they can turn around 10 days later and and compete at a high level yes yes yeah so I'm kind of I'm kind of with it. Like, uh, let them. Maybe they do should have to wrestle. But when when they take advantage, when they use the rule, I don't blame them either, right? I don't I don't vilify yes, that 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 it happens. Um, so I mean, this is a qualifying tournament for a reason. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good a good point. Like you're supposed to, you know, in in high school. You got to place a certain threshold in your regional tournament to make it to states or whatever it is. Um, there are no mm-hmm. at larges. Um, what's that? There are no at larges. There are no at larges. So I- I'm with it, but I'm, I also am 100% in support of the wild card process. I, th- I think that's great. I think guys should be able to get in based on the seasons they had, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's right. Because um, there would be a lot of good wrestlers not at NCAAs. Although, not that many. Not that many. Really, with this year, I maybe it was an outlier year, but there's no one like, oh my gosh, this guy needs a wild card. Like Gomez was obviously the big one, and there were a bunch of, and they were mostly just guys who had eh, seasons and didn't have a great conference tournament, and then they ultimately got in. That's how I would describe yes. most of the guys who got the yeah the wild card. You guys sent me a list of uh you know guys who didn't get in, and there's not anyone that's like oh you know wow I can't believe he didn't get in type guys. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, that was. Those are some tough dudes that didn't get in, but nothing that that's crazy. Yeah, Foley w- was a big one, and he's someone who it was weird with Rayvon because he wrestled basically all year. He just never got yeah. it together for whatever reason. Yes, it never really clicked for him. He um, had a couple good wins, but he made a, a lot of losses. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what happened? I know, crazy. Um, that win alone honestly should kind of get you in. I kind, I'm kind of like. Well, Dylan Ragnarsson's he only uh, what, he's probably a twelve right now or something. I mean, he's a little lower, guys. Yeah, yeah. What's he at? Now that I was talking about, yeah, he, 12. he's twelve. I, I, that bracket is tough. I mean, Mendez oh, is 14. fourteen. That's probably where I mean, Teske at fifteen maybe is a little less threatening. But I feel like Mendez, Cannon, Ragnarsson are are very threatening to you know, four, five, six, seven on this list, you know, that, that kind of middle all American tier. Hey, we didn't talk about I don't think we talked about it Sunday night, how close Mendez was to making the Big Ten finals and then semi slid to sixth yeah. place. I thought we talked about it. Did we? Yeah, I think so. Rayvon was twelve and eleven this year, guys. Well there's some sub five hundred guys in this tournament, I'm pretty sure too. And they yeah. don't wrestle. I think what sealed Rayvon's foot was he got decked by um Dustin Norris. Dustin Norris from Purdue. That That's was Chuck yeah, Norris's we'll son. That's that should be acceptable. <laughs> you get pinned by Chuck Norris's son, that should allow you to qualify for NCAs. 
Should not disqualify oh you. Oh my god, you're funny. I was also uh, losing to Henry Porter in the duel in February, who I believe well, got I, I that one. Yeah. So. All right. I forget what I was going to yeah. up, but um, I think that that's about right. Okay. Uh, I think we were talking about how no one, no one who um, maybe should have got in didn't get in, or there was nothing that egregious. It. And the thing is. There's 33 guys that qualify for the national tournament. Outside, Out of 78, maybe? Right. Yeah. It's almost 50%. Like, everyone will say Wyatt Sheets went from 33 to All-American. He, he went that from the wild. operating table to the podium. Right. That is a complete outlier performance. For the most part, guys are getting these wild cards because they didn't place in the top whatever at their conference. And so there's not going to be a huge influence factor um, at the national tournament. I think, I almost think 33 is too many. Oh, yeah? Maybe like 24. I don't mind I, it. 32 is a perfect number. I don't know why it's under 32. Yeah, why 33? Why are you putting the pigtails? I love it. That's it's the so annoying. It's the so best dumb. round in wrestling. <laughs> you just like dumb wrestling, Christian. I like dumb, smart. I like all levels of wrestling. Okay, Kale Happel also needed. Uh, it was a tough, uh, tough tournament for Kale. He got his Swiderski on the backside. Swiderski gets fourth. How about it? He needed to step up yeah. and, and get himself qualified. Now, where do you see that guy? Got it um, done. Probably be in the twenties. Yeah, figure right. Where do you have him ranked? Twentieth. Twentieth. That's about right. Right behind yeah. Berglund, who he lost to this year. Whitcraft from from the bench to. Third place at Big 12s. Pretty interesting. Solid performance by him. Yeah. Wyatt Sheets, Patty Gallagher got one. Uh, DJ Washington, Gavin Hoffman, Andrew Sparks. They all got uh, the wild cards yesterday. Um, okay. That's qualifier talk. Where do you want to go next? You want to talk more through some of the topics we didn't hit during? I want to talk about these brackets I got this morning. Okay, let's talk about them. <laughs> Where uh, Ben? No, you know, I wish I wish I got brackets this morning. Dang it! I'm so sad. I have to wait so long. You know, there's a chance Keegan isn't the two seed. I I mean, obviously, I saw that. I mean, he's the two or the three. Uh, but yeah, I mean, putting him at three over a guy he beat relatively easily is maybe kind of dumb. But whatever. Same thing. Yeah, they just need to make sure he's not the four. Um, and, I mean, you, I, I don't know how you would justify it. that at all. Well, I think there's maybe a slight chance he gets to four. What? Potentially, potentially. All right, we'll talk through it. Talk through it. Okay, so the Over way in- Ramirez, you're going Ramirez three. Potentially, I. That is preposterous. Done all the calculations. Not even that great. Ramirez is solid. Ramirez is boosted by the fact Jenny. that okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let's Monday explain how. Up. How we're getting okay. there. Okay. Got it. Go. Okay. So NCA seeding is done by a formula. The formula is, and it's done percentage-wise, 25% of it is head-to-head competition, 20% quality wins, 15% coaches rank, 10% results against common opponents, 10% RPI, 10% qualifying event placement, and 10% win percentage. Now. Okay. Well, if, he's got three losses on the year. 
um, and none, none of whom were all that close. He lost 10-5 to Carr, 14-4 to Hamidi, and by fall to Peyton Hall. So just run through the through the head-to-head for, for both of them, the O'Toole versus Ramirez. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Forget it. Go for Ramirez it. Ramirez has more quality know. wins than Keegan. Really? So he'll have an advantage there. In yes. the way they do quality Ooh. wins, it's on a tiering system, which okay. it's very hard to calculate, but it basically does Ooh, their win who, percentage. Who's their coaches the quality rank. win? Kennedy Monday, or are we talking about Quincy? Uh, That'd oh be God. Quincy. Quincy. <laughs> yes, that would be certainly a quality win. That's the guy that beat Hamity. Um, yeah. Get others, I'm sure. Hold on. Let's just accept uh, that he I has mean, more. Let's just uh, just uh, operate, wait. Operate. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I accept that because I'm looking at his record and I don't. I mean, I guess we're we're. Tanner Cook I don't know how you're going to define win. Matthew wins. Olgin. Matthew Olgin is a quality win. Uh, That's just because Shane Griffith isn't. He loses too much, and and I mean his biggest tour because. Uh, he got to beat Quincy Monday twice because Quincy Monday. I was thinking how bad you'd be mad at the Princeton coaches for Quincy not staying at one fifty seven. It, it is, it is one of the more strange decisions I can Very remember. Strange. It's like, I mean, I I feel like I feel bad bringing it up, but yeah. every time we talk about Quincy Monday at one sixty five, my thought goes, why is he wrestling at one sixty five? It does yes. not make sense. It does not make sense. Look at one fifty seven. A true freshman might win it. Um, one fifty-seven yeah. is a fun weight. They're tough guys, but I think he's he's the best guy there. Yeah, yeah. He would okay, be my so pick. Keegan has the Kellyendo win twice. That's a good one. Um, I mean, if we're counting guys like Wyatt Sheets, Tanner Cook, uh, Peyton Hall, Nye, yeah. Nye House is a sixteen, which I, I don't think he's that great on here. Yeah. Uh, the common opponent should help him because he beat Hall, who beat Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has the yeah. advantage in in common opponent. No, well, well yeah. Nomad has it as five and five. I don't know that I would agree with that. What? Yeah, there's no. Um, I mean, there's no one that Keegan's lost to that Ramirez has beat because the only person Keegan has lost to would be David Carr. What's silly is. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this in terms of the ranking or the seeding formula. I don't actually like conference finish. Finish being... is dumb because you have the Big Ten and obviously Big 12. And Big 12. And even not, like, okay, at some weights, 165 is a better. Like, 165 at EIWA, you got two really, really good guys. And, you know, some yeah. that's not the case. It depends on the weight with the conference. I just yeah. don't like that because – conferences are not equal they're so far from equal and i don't think that mm-hmm. should give you a leg up on someone because you're in a in a tougher conference or a weaker conference what have you um yeah so yeah the the quality wins department yeah it's interesting i don't know but here's the thing they they do they do the nerd stuff with the with the numbers here and it spits out what the seeds are and then yeah if they're within certain then- thresholds groups the coaches and the people on the seating committee can vote. And I think it'll be pretty obvious that O'Toole will just get voted ahead of Julian if it did spit out wrong. Yes. And then I think mm-hmm. they'll probably even do it for the for the number two, Hamity. Um, it would yeah. be my guess. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not worried about Keegan being on the same side as David. 
Yeah, if you, uh, I mean, if you just look at the resumes and look at the results they've had, the notion that Ramirez would be above Keegan is, is kind of silly. It's pretty silly. Yeah. Um, where were some other weird seating ones? We, we 184. See? 184. So Parker, yeah, why, why were you guys saying Parker might be number one? That's because he has the loss. To, they both have one loss, Brooks and him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's the obvious two. So I, maybe it's because he also beat Trent. Yeah, I don't know. What, I mean, because Coleman is a worse loss, I think, yeah. probably, in, in theory. I think that could be part of it. Um, yeah. But... I think it's going to finish within the threshold, and they're just going to vote Brooks one. That's what they should. I would think do. so. I can't imagine. Yeah, can't imagine it's any other way. Because imagine, and then imagine, and that could set up a Coleman Brooks rematch in the semis, which is pretty That's, fun. Yeah, that should be. The and case. then Parker Kekai or Parker Hidley, the Trent, semi yep. there. I, but I don't mm-hmm. think Brooks will. I would be really surprised if Brooks. Uh, that would be a bad move. Yes, bad move. Um, do, but do you think there's a chance, JD? Yeah, I, mean, I hope not. <laughs> well, what's the case for Parker at the one? Because he beat the guy that beat Brooks this year, mm. and you don't take into account NWCA All Star. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that part. And like yeah, the, I guess the, those top tier of guys, the NWCA All Star have, have have not being taken into account seems really so stupid. Yeah, yeah well. Officially, you're not supposed to. The last chance open counts, but not the seven-minute matches. <laughs> uh, those top three guys all have one loss, and Brooks has the worst loss. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, you're, you know. can't take into account past prior credentials and past seasons. Yeah, that gets taken into account when they start voting. Correct. Uh, it, that's when no. it gets taken into account. But I think at that point, just common sense will reign through. Man, if you're part- is it common sense? Like, I know, yes, it is. But like at the same time, no, it this is. Man lost- I, I, listen, I love I love Parker, but that's common sense to put Brooks number one, Parker number two. Dude, if Parker got the one, that would be he would be that would be thrilling. He'd be almost a not a lock to make the finals, but my gosh, he beat Marcus Coleman so many times, so yes. many times. Uh He's so aggressive, man. It's crazy. His attack rate is pretty insane. Yeah. And he's okay. pretty good. I mean, Marcus Coleman is a good scrambler, but he is pretty good at finishing uh, on him. You know, he finishes a relatively high percentage of the time. Yes. Uh, 33. Uh, do we feel pretty certain it's going to be... Dayton uh, comes out ahead of RBY in the Matrix. They'll just vote him up. Uh, <laughs> it'll be Roman... Yes. Dayton veto is a pretty is a lock for the top three seeds there, right? It's got to be. So it should yeah. be a Dayton veto semi. That's exciting. Um, but twenty five. Do we think we will see Cronin Glory semi, and then would it be? Do we think Ramos is going to get the four? It'll be D'Agostino, Ooh, yeah, right? D'Agostino's uh, going to get the four. I just can't he beat Ramos at Big Tens. But man, at some point the season's got to matter somewhat. This Who else guy. would get it? He's nine Ramo, and I seven. Mean, it's four five. It's your four five. Most Diagos New York, your four five. This uh, is crazy. One one twenty five is is a disaster. Spencer and Cron- and Glory and Cronenberg. What'd you say? The top three have what? 
the top three have uh, solidified themselves. Yeah. After yeah. that, it's a crapshoot. It might as well be 197. After that, all the way down to like, yeah. I don't know, long ways. Ventresca, like Jack maybe? Medley, Ventresca. Eh, like Whitcraft yeah. might throw someone on their head. Joey Volk beat some good guys. Joey Prod is from Virginia. <laughs> he didn't have a good Big 12s, I don't think. Doesn't need to. Oh yeah, I think gosh. Volk was here. I feel like uh, Brandon Taylor has been well. kind of coming <laughs> on. I feel like Brandon Taylor has been coming on a little bit at the end of the season. Right? I kind of, yeah. after after he placed and then he kind of struggled to start the year, I was like, ah, I wonder if it's kind of like a flukish type of performance. Yeah, you see those. But now he's kind of rounding into form. He beat Courtney, who. But, now, where Coach, does Courtney Maybe Coach Pelton's got the peaking formula. Maybe he do. Yeah. Let's see. So, I mean, he's taken a few. I guess ooh, the the Mastro loss is not all that great, but you know, um, he's a guy. But other than that, most of his losses are first semester. Bray the Bergink one was surprising, and, and, and you know they're not that bad because he lost to Ramos and Cronin at CKLV, both in close matches. Those don't look that bad right now. Yeah. Overtime to Unger, that one's kind of bad, but that is still first semester. And yeah, then I, I guess the Mastro lost because Mastro Mastro just went full time zoo worker. Um, he's yeah. not even competing anymore. I think Shane would th- just theorize a very rigorous course load in the first semester. <laughs> That's possible. Like, yeah, Definitely he had, possible. He had biology lab guys. Biology labs at Oregon Maybe State. His girlfriend no broke joke. Up with him. That's my favorite one. What'd you say? His girlfriend. I said uh, when his girl his girlfriend broke up. Remember Shane tells a story about. Uh, I don't Cruz. even recall who. Darren, Darren Cruz. Yeah. He mm-hmm. loves just putting <laughs> Darren Cruz's love life in the streets. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, Kaler is definitely rounding form. No terrible losses, but it didn't seem like he was going to take a jump forward. Uh, but now he's looking good. And where does Courtney get seated in all this mess? He's missed half the oh. year, in and out. He doesn't have like a good stamp win, really. Um, yeah. Maybe. And he's he's still really good. Yeah, Courtney has not had a great year. Uh, he's got a few good wins, but some maybe way more losses than than previous years. Um, but he is still a dangerous opponent for a lot of these people. And Killian Cardinal, I feel similarly like man when he's been right, he's a, he's on Courtney's level. He's like one of those kind of guys. But, but he now, hasn't been right all year because didn't he not finish Midlands? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, I mean that's. That's yeah. tough. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, it, I mean, uh, so Brandon Courtney's losses aren't that bad this year. Barnett, Glory, Cronin, Kaler. Those are all, all super tough dudes. Yeah. Hey, how about Cronin? He, he's up there with most improved on the year. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And it, it's kind of crazy because he's had a career before this. Like, this is his second yeah. career. We knew he, we knew fact, where he was. He changed careers. Six years. It, it wasn't a second year or a third year jump. Seventh, the, the rare seventh year jump. The rare seventh year. Yeah, the rare, rare seventh year jump. You know what it is. So Tavella Tavellov. Man, a lot of people are saying this is like Tavell effect with how great Nebraska's been doing, which certainly could be a a, a big factor. Maybe, but I think it's a little dismissive of of you know. Yeah, what Coach Manning and Snyder have built there, but I think Travell. I don't know. Huskers just need to get a loper in the room. They just need you a know? loper in the room. Nebraska <laughs> school systems. No, but 
Um, okay, I um, listen, Travel, he's good. I think he maybe did some things, and that that's great. But the but is Manning and Snyder have been together for 12 years now, or some, a very long time. long time. And even prior to Manning Snyder, Manning and whomever else he had, they had some really good years. And then, I mean, Manning's been around forever. I think he's been a coach since like 99 or 2000. They had some really good years in the mid 2000s, they had some really good years in the teens. I mean, they've just been. Uh, and I don't particularly love Coach Manning, but he's been a damn good coach for a really long time. Why and don't you yes, love Coach this is Manning? one of their what? Why don't you love Coach Manning? He's just so angry. I mean, and you know what? Now, as I as don't a think coach, he's angry. I think listen, he's, I he's very I, okay, I probably got him in his way earlier years. I probably got him in his way earlier years, but I and and maybe I was more um, combative because I was younger and I thought, hey, this is the other team and I don't like them, whatever. But I always found him to be very hostile. Um, you know, and now he's older. I don't coach it that coach or compete at the college level anymore. Um, and I really like Brian Snyder, so it's probably fine, but no, I, I didn't have positive feelings towards him when I left college. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine that. So now I'm probably like, eh, it's coach Manning. He's just a little bit fiery sometimes and that's what he does. And I'm cool with it. Yeah. But they he has never... been good. Even, even if, whether I like him or I don't like him, it's hard to not acknowledge that they put out a really good product over the last. 20 plus years they have not finished outside of the top 10 since manning arrived what no that's, that that's can't not be right. true i'm looking at it right you're now you're looking at the wrong thing there's there's no way they haven't finished outside oh, of the you're, top right, 10. you're right you're right you're right i was looking yeah at i was gonna say but they have been in the top 10 i mean like it's just like brian smith at missouri you know and some some of some people like well, i've seen wisconsin whining about this like well, not everyone can expect to be a Penn State or an Iowa, and that's true. But so what do you expect out of these next-year programs? It's like for Brian Smith and Mizzou, it's like that they're a constant top-10 presence, and they're going to challenge for that the trophy and maybe the first-place spot once in a while. And that's, you know, I feel like that's probably describes Missouri. It probably describes Nebraska, and there's probably a few other teams that are in that category. Yes. Um I'm putting in my so yeah. So Nebraska's been really orders. good this year. You know, we we all talked about theoretically bringing Ridge out. That was a spot. They they have five real All American contenders, and 149 is a spot that they did not qualify for the NCAs at. And so mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at their squad, um, if you add in Ridge Lovett, you say this is an easy easy favorite for second place. If you add his points to their total right now. Um, do I think they can still finish second place? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, but I think I was probably the favorite I for the second place so. spot. I I just think you what? gotta have more bullets to to get top. Two. They have five good bullets. They have okay. Cronin is a top third. Uh, Hardy is. I think Cronin is third. See, but yeah, you're putting him at third. I think third is best case scenario. Okay, so okay, so let me just tell you. Yeah, okay, they got Cronin's ranked yeah, third. Maybe. Hardy's top five ranked. Uh, Rob Paint Rob is top three. Labriola's top three. Yeah, and you could see um, Allred doing well also. I mean, that <laughs> if you have five All Americans, there's a decent chance you're going to finish uh, second. Uh, I don't feel Obviously, like that's traditionally high. been the case. If some I of them are higher. Be, I think it could be the case this year. I, I yeah. think one good point is those guys that they have their bullets kit are potentially really high placers, like Labriola outside the top three. Would be pretty pretty surprising to me. Mm, yeah. Foca Foca looms. Foca, yes. Thank you. So top four, <laughs> top four, because Foca looms. Yeah, we we 
we keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Shame on me. I love Chris Foca. He's the man. Well, we just haven't seen him a, a lot. He's right there with Makai. He's interesting for Labriola. But I still think Labriola top three. I feel good about that. Allred, yeah. yeah is he, could he make the finals? But also, Allred round of 12, he could not, not surprising. Not surprising at all. Hardy seems to be, to me, I watched that Brock Hardy real woods match. I feel like Brock's actually getting better. I kind of felt Brock's that way. Brock's good. He's really he is, tough. He's got some really, he's got a lot of offense. I love, here's what I like. So many different ways to win. That's he, what I like. He can, he can go after it and get a takedown from a single leg and, and reliably yes. finish. He can counter score if you shoot on him because yes. he's got weird hip feel. He's really good on top and he's hard to ride. Really good on top. And he wrestles yeah, hard for seven 100%. minutes. It's a, it's a, it's, I mean, who would have thought after all these years with Brock, you know, he's out for two years with the, with the LDS mission. He comes back. He, he's just a guy you kind of write off, right? And then yes. he didn't write, like Geno Smith, he didn't write back. And he's he's a beast. And he's a, the, he can win this weight. He's wrestled 32 matches this season. And the Isagiri and the Jogamir matches have basically been complete outliers. And I tossed the Jogamir yeah. out match because is the first match of the season. Too, but he's wrestled a, a complete season with a CKOV with a Big Ten schedule, and you know, out there, he basically lost to Real Woods and Emilio. Barely, barely yeah. lost to Real, and uh, yeah, he's now. Who knows? It could fall apart because he had Jack. Some holes. He also lost to Ryan Jack. He has some holes, right? He's he can. Sorry. He's a little wild, and he can get taken down. And then if he can't get away yeah. right away, like there's, he he makes mistakes for sure. But he's got a lot. A lot of ways to score. A lot going. I mean, the ways that you the, just the the brief description you gave that that ma- that description makes anyone tough to beat. Yes, yes. Tough on top, hard to ride. Can score offensively or defensively, and can wrestle hard for seven minutes. <laughs> That's a hard person yeah. to beat, right there. <laughs> That's a good recipe. It's a good recipe. But it really is. But even if you look at some of the top guys, they kind of can they can lack in some of those categories. Like I you mean, could find a six or a seven easy places that. That can lack, in, I mean, you could find some higher rank guys that lack in some of those categories. Yeah, who's going to get the one, real or Andrew Aliras? I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, Aliras is he's tough. I watched the Big Twelve final. He's he's really good. He's good, super good leg attack finisher. Uh I would lean Aliras, but who knows what the the formula says? I think either I think either one of them, neither one's egregious, um, and I think either one of them, the two, three, oh, sorry, the three, four, five, six. Um, I don't feel like is that scary for them. Even maybe Hardy's Hardy's the oh, scariest I think, guy. I think maybe? Hardy is the guy you want to be away from what for sure. The... That's the real prize in the seeds. Um, How did the yeah? What was the final for the Alirius Matthews match? I'm, I'm like an under one Alirius Matthews. Match. That's what I thought. Uh, all star at all star. Yeah. It's like I feel like that's that, a close match. It was a close match. I feel like Alirius is everybody tough. Alirius definitely ascended beyond that after that match. Remember, he took that match on just a couple days' notice. Yeah, I remember. Um, not that, you know, people act like that's a huge deal. It's not the biggest deal. These guys are all practicing and ready to go um, for the most yes. part. But I think, the you know, we have Brock Hardy ranked fifth right now. But for me, I th- yeah. maybe maybe it's, I'm just biased from watching him and watching that match. But um, I feel like he's the no, guy. He's hard, that, he's hard to beat. You're right, for sure. Now, I could see a scenario. He is a little uh his movement is a little erratic. It's not he's not the smoothest guy. I could see Alira's just 
ha- really having a a big advantage on his feet and able to get like two three takedowns and then that that would be that would be it that that wouldn't surprise me either but man if he can't he's gonna be in that match too I don't know I'm I'm really I'm very much on the Brock Hardy train right now um yeah. I Good trade to be on. If they get if uh, Nebraska gets five All Americans, it would be the first time back to back five All Americans for them in Manning's man. tenure. Wow, we got all these Nebraska so... stats this morning. I was trying to. School I'm going to try to look at their finishes. JD, I feel like they haven't been top ten every year, but I feel like they have been top ten a lot. Yeah, they were. So it goes fifth, twelfth, canceled, tenth, nine, nine, eight, nine, eleven, thirteen, twenty one, twelve, twelve, four, four, sixteen, sixteen, nineteen, five. Mike goes back to uh, yeah. 2004. Now we're back yeah, to that's pretty damn good. There's a lot of top tens in that. Well, you probably mentioned like eight to ten top yeah. ten finishes. It's a lot. And a couple trophies. Yeah, they're fourths. Yeah. They're in the mix. It hurts just having there's just not much margin for error for that team. Yes. And they they and everyone's talking about how good they did. Iowa destroyed them. At yeah, that was tens. not. They were not a good matchup for Iowa. Iowa had Iowa had the most bonus points of any team at uh, Big Tens also. Boom! Look at that. She didn't know that. Now, <laughs> really, where where's the stats? You got you got a stat sheet for me? I'd like to look at it. I don't have it handy. Now, two of those oh, two of those were two two KOs from Matt from Max Murin help. No, that's, no, that's injury default. That's not a bonus point. Yeah, what are you talking about? You get pin points for that. Uh, I know you get pin points, but if, if I'm saying, "Hey, Christian, look at my bonus stats," I'm listing the amount of Pins, technical falls, and major decisions. They, I'm not saying I got injury defaults. Scored also, the most bonus points. Their team scored the most bonus points, and that's part of it. I when you're generally categorizing bonus points, you're not including injury defaults and forfeits. Um. Okay. That would be like a separate uh, category of like almost like a no contest to a certain extent. Like it doesn't count against you, but it doesn't count for you type of thing. I actually believe that to be true for like Hodge stats. Like they're not going to list. He got three forfeits in there. Iowa had the most pins and tech falls with five falls in 20 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah, Penn State had right. one, six, seven, uh, ten and a half, eleven and a half bonus points. And Iowa, eleven and a half for Penn State, had three, five, nine, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty-two. So double. Dang, doubled them up. Now Penn State did get the most match points. That's because maybe they weren't pinning and pinning dudes. That would yeah. That does. Who is Penn State? None of Penn State's best guys are super bonus pointers. I mean, they'll they'll get a decent amount of majors and maybe some tech falls, but none of them are really pinners at this point. No, I mean their three best wrestlers are, are you know Brooks, Starachi, and Roman in some order there, and they're just neutral yeah. neutral dynamos. And that's yeah, and not not tons on top. Sticking on Nebraska train, Nebraska with the oh highest gosh, here we go. seed to place difference at Big Tens. Whoa! The, the hey, seven. good job, Nebraska. The Fighting Meisingers of Michigan got uh, five. They were the second place team. Penn State was eleventh uh, because all their guys were seeded one. <laughs> Hard to move up. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Did they have anyone? Fin- did, what did Bartlett? Bartlett seeded two and finished third. Three. Yeah. It's a negative one. Oh my gosh! All right, I'm gonna behave right now. What you're, you're gonna yell? How great Paul Bartlett is? 
He is great. He is great. He's actually having a really good year. You may be, you made me be the negative Bartlett guy because you were the overly positive Bartlett guy, but oh, generally speaking, he's, doing he's a great. pretty darn good were wrestler. He's a good wrestler. Were you surprised in the Hardy match at all from that? He wrestled. I don't tough. think so. That was a close match. Uh, if you watch watch the whole match, it was very competitive. There yeah. were a lot of very like nip and tuck scrambles. Um, some of them went his way. I mean, he came out. And got the first takedown like immediately. I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, it was really nice. So wasn't that the one? What, uh, wait, or did hold he defend on. it really that, well? I feel like Hardy was in rear standing, and then somehow Bartlett got the takedown. Am I wrong on that? Now I want to go back and rewatch it. Now I'm kind of second guessing myself. But it where was can a, I find it? Is it not only on Big Ten Plus? The even the uh, that's where I replays. Go. Uh, YouTube, YouTube probably up, uh, uploaded semifinal matches because that was a semifinal, right? YouTube uploaded it. What is um, YouTube? What is this? Um, yeah, I can't remember what mat that was on. I'm I'm googling or I'm YouTubing it. See if He's we googling can find it on it. YouTube. That would have been in the second session, right? I got it. Every uh, semifinal semi, match. Yeah, semifinal match. Ooh. Wow. That's how Every semifinal match in the Big Ten. So we have that on. Uh, this is on the YouTube. Yeah. Are they just going to play them back to back or what are they going to do here? I don't know how they're going to do it. Interesting. Because obviously some of them are going on at the same time. Are you even conveniently time stamped. Yeah. Good Good job. Really Big where? Ten Network. He's, he just texted it to you. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Go back here. You go, JD. All right. Anyway, uh, we can't just we can't just do. We gotta go. We gotta. All right, we gotta go. Yeah. Sometimes you know it's hard on live radio. Just trying to get focused here. Yes, it is. RBY. All right, you guys get focused, and I'll just be, we got good. Uh, we got good feedback this. on our uh, Sunday night show, which I'm surprised because I thought um, we were distracted by the Big Twelve finals. I was very. Uh, I was well. I just wondered. I haven't listened to it back, but I was like, man, I'm really tired in this. I guess we were excited enough. We got we got it done. So. Maybe we'll do that again. Why don't we go to some questions while we're bouncing around here? Hey, can we have someone? Can we have your okay. division do something for me? Let's, let's have Ben. Yeah, let's let's have Ben. Let's let's help you. What do you want? I need to be in charge of the division Is what needs to happen. Yeah, everyone everyone loves to just put more work on on my team. Yeah, well, just no, 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 you just just hire go. hire someone else. Oh, got um, in right away, but then oh, the am- what? Just hire someone. Uh, I'm watching. I'm watching this Bo Bar- uh, Brock Hardy match. Nice single leg from Bo. Um, I don't know if he scores or not yet. I'm watching it. But uh, the amount of referees reviewing their own calls who were, they overturned themselves. Yeah. I feel like it's such a small number. It is a weird thing that uh, you would review your own call. Yes. I don't understand that. Um, I mean, how many were changed? How many, can you think of one that, oh yeah, they changed this one? Because I was struggling. I watched a lot of wrestling and I was really struggling to come up with one uh no it's ha- it's for sure happened but yeah it's it's just not a good look either way it's not you shouldn't put the the ref in, in that position yeah in my opinion okay yeah is that okay I can't moving on that. but yes we're hiring someone division. get after that yeah all right look, all right i'm gonna try to go to questions we'll see will ben allow it who has, what has a better chance of having PSU getting four or more champs again or any other program getting two? I think any other program getting two because I could see Spencer Lee and Real from uh, Iowa for sure 
I can see Keegan and and Elon from Missouri. There's no other options for two champs, though, right? Those two are my only. Two, those are the only two. Well, I'm I'm saying, what other teams could get two champions? Realistically, hmm. Brock Hardy Bastida and Peyton Red resurrects Rob. from the dead, and they get Car and Bastida. Brock Hardy, Peyton Red, Bastida from the dead. <laughs> Car and Pinero. Come on, Vito and Yanni. Vito and Yanni. Mm, I th- Poker I like, and Yanni. I feel like the first two you listed are the most likely. Yeah, those are the most likely. Iowa and and Missouri. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, I don't hate Brock Hardy and Peyton Rob. I mean, it's it's you'd be you'd be a big uh, you'd win a lot of money on betting for that parlay right there. But I don't hate it. Iowa, Iowa is the second most likely for sure because Spencer is as big a favorite as we have going into his tournament, and I view Real as probably like oh fifty fifty to win it. Hey, sorry, I, I was correct on the Bo Bartlett. Uh, Ridge Lovett was rear standing, and Bo Bartlett hit like a standing Grammy came up behind him. Shout out Ridge Lovett. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> they pulled his red shirt after all, <laughs> and he wrestled his teammate. And he wrestled his teammate. <sighs> that was pretty sweet. That's the wrestle. That's where the Nebraska does it. You know what I meant? Damn it! I have no idea what you could have possibly meant. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about Brock Hardy and Bo Bartlett. <laughs> I just told you I was going to watch that match. I know. I'm picking on you. Damn. Jeez Louise. I All mean, right. uh, Bartlett and uh, Love It both got curly hair. That's <laughs> yeah, that's very true. true story. Could easily to confuse. Penn State. Could Penn State get six? Is that Camps? crazy? Yeah. I think it's unlikely. It's 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 unlikely. So what are the I think uh, likelihood. I think you have three three likelies, three where they're the favorite. And Brooks now, Roman um, Max Dean is clearly not the favorite. Um, NCAA champion Max Dean. So who's yeah, the next most likely? Dean probably. Uh, Kirkfoot like not all I feel that like far. It, Honestly, Kirkfoot maybe. I think Greg is. I mean, he lost in overtime. Yeah. To a guy yeah. he's beaten Kirk. multiple times. Also, Kirk. and he was Penn State game plan. Saturday night, that's a thing. And who's, unless Colton Schultz does his own Undertaker meme and is back to last year's Colton Schultz, I don't see yeah. anyone stopping Greg from making the the finals. So it's gonna. Well, be- honestly, Hendrickson and Schultz are. Uh, you guys have them ranked four or five. I mean, that's that's a decent matchup. But yeah, when you go down Sh- Shiloh Davidson, like uh, mm-hmm. Elam Treffin, I don't think those guys could beat. Greg and Cassiope has now lost three in a row to him. Yes. So, yeah. and it's getting, you know, I feel like he's pulling away. Nomad yeah, has uh, Kirk getting the two, Cassiope getting the five, Schultz the four. So, who's the, who is the three then in that scenario? Hendrickson? The Paris, Hendrickson, Kirkfleet, Schultz, Cassiope. Oh, well, you said Kirkfleet too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Kirkfleet oh, so three. sorry. Got it. Hendrick, hey, listen. Hendrickson currently could be really fun. That could be fun. Any Hendrickson match uh, is fun. That's true. Hendrickson's going to get wild on him. Yeah. Hendrickson does just, he really does just send it every single time. He just goes out there and freaking tries to attack him like a honey badger. Yeah, and he's gotten bigger this year, too. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm, for sure. Only losses to Paris, correct? Uh, Yeah, it's his only loss. Interesting. Yeah, I could see him getting it. 
All right, here's another question. More surprising, Fix winning 33 or Haynes winning 57? Uh, I love these either Haynes? or questions. I don't know why. That's but a good I, question. That's a good more question. More surprising. Man. Yeah, it's t- that's a tough Haynes. one because we've seen we've seen uh Dayton lose to Roman so many times in a row now and um it's hard to imagine it the other way. Uh and then at the same time you're thinking well Dayton Fix is obviously he's been so close and Haynes is a freshman and there's a lot of guys who could potentially threaten him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. tough. It's definitely 157. It's definitely Haynes more surprising. Ben, I want to get your take on this. What? Josh Humphreys beats Peyton Robb last year at NCAs, goes undefeated this year. Where should he be? Yeah, that's that's a good one because um, when we when we said that the other day, I did not think Josh Humphreys was undefeated. I thought he had had one loss. Um, nope. And I knew does not. I don't know. Do you put him at one? That's a he. But he, he lost. Might... But he lost to O'Connor at NCAs. So he last probably, year, yeah, last year. Which, once again, those don't come into account. We're not supposed 16 to. Sixteen and zero. Let's see, best wins. Okay, the G Feller match. He was that was a wild match right there. He's got the G Feller. He's got Ed Scott and Artelona. He really doesn't have a lot of highly ranked wins. I don't know. I don't care if you put him at two or three or four or five. I'm not. He really should be five. On. I think he's the five. I, I don't hate him at five, and that's that's where we ranked him. But also remember, he wrestled against Penn State. Levi Haynes did not wrestle him. Bear Claw mm, wrestled. That's a good denying point. Denying him of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But he denied himself plenty of opportunities also. What he, what he did, missed a lot. Did they go to the scuffle or did they go to – where did they go that he missed? They went – I forget what they did for holiday tournaments. Let's look. Lehigh. Lehigh. Because, yeah, all, all that's on here before the EIWAs is all duels. And it feels like, well, he wrestled 12 duels. That's kind of a lot of duels. So he must have missed not do a, a tournament? tournament. Are they collegiate duels? They didn't do So he was a, there because he, he wrestled Wrangle Mania. He wrestled Wick, Scott. He wrestled and, their schedule. Uh, Dang. He did wrestle. Did he wrestle a match at 165? One match against Isaac Wilcox. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But then why would Lehigh have that few matches on their schedule? Yeah, I thought he missed more time. Yeah, I mean, 16 matches isn't terrible. Well, he didn't um, wrestle all of January. He did not wrestle a match in January. So he went from... He, he made yeah. a bunch of duels there. Yeah, he went from... That's when they started the EIWA schedule. Also, some of the guys wrestled at the, the F&M Open. Mm, yeah, so we had 18 duels. They were nine, nine and nine as a team in duels, so he did miss six of the duels. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't wrestle been... in an actual tournament format. They wrestled because uh, the two places they went, they went to collegiate duels, three matches, all duels, and they went to that Wrangle Mania, also duels. Interesting. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of the guys wrestled at the – it's not on their official schedule, but a lot of them wrestled at the FNM Open. Got extra matches in a tournament format there. Man, I feel like that's weird to not do any tournaments all year. Not one turn, not an early season one, not a mid season one, not nothing. Zero tournaments. Yeah, I think it's going more that way than the other. 
Yeah, I, f- I still feel as though, and this is what we're, you know, we're talking about the split dual tournament season, like uh, to have, you know, have a dual season and then have say two tournaments and then conference in the nationals or something like that. Like that's kind of what a lot of these people have on their schedules. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good question. I will say I didn't answer. Uh, I would be more surprised. Oh, I think I'll say Haynes winning 57 would be a more surprising, but I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, hmm. Siowa one says Missouri's the favorite to get second at nationals. Tell me why I'm wrong. I think you're wrong because I'm trying to find their third big point as positively score. as positively as I would as I am about Missouri, and I think they have the opportunity to take second, but that's a stretch. Um, so you have two guys who are going to place high, Rock Elam and uh, Keegan, and then you have a bunch of guys who are right on the threshold. So you have Alan Hart. I mean, you could no no certain's a little lower, but Alan Hart right on the threshold, Brock Muller right on the threshold, Peyton Mako right on the threshold, uh, and Zach Elam right on the threshold of being an All American. So if they were able to punch all of them through, which that's like dream scenario, they'll probably be second or third, and they could finish kind of low if they don't punch a lot of those through. Yeah, it, so much is riding on those guys who are you know yes they're as you said on the threshold they're they're fringe placers Mahler maybe you feel the best about but then after watching Pinero do what he did you know which is maybe more about Pinero than anything that's how I'll yeah. to look at it I mean now, honestly I feel kind of good about Peyton um maybe say I'm biased on this one but he he hasn't had any bad losses this year um and that's you know something that hasn't happened to him in years past so he has I'm going to his record but it's two plot losses um, Mackay and Edmund Ruth, I think. Gotcha. And that's it. So, I mean, those guys are, you know, Edmund Ruth isn't a great loss. That was really early in the year. I think it was the first weekend. Um, and then he lost 3 2 to Mackay and he lost, uh, he lost a plot in the scuffle finals in the Big 12 finals, but beat him in the duel. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm, I, I feel pretty good about Mako, too. Cause I as- mean, a little bit of he beat Bailey O'Reilly point. really bad, and Bailey O'Reilly is a guy who's I think uh, maybe ranked above him right now. Yes, so I could see him beating. I, I think he is well, the favorite to beat a bunch of those guys who are uh, maybe above him. Um, you know, the other one that you guys have at seven in this weight class, and I don't necessarily think he's beaten anyone all that good is Rocky Jordan. I think his he's got one big win on the year, and I believe Nelson. that the Nelson Brands win. Yeah. Besides that, I don't think he has any even like top 20 wins. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Okay. I mean, when you wrestle a SOCON schedule, that's kind of just what you get. <laughs> he did, well, he didn't wrestle the scuffle. That was the big one. True. Yeah. So he's got an Edmund Ruth loss and he's got a Donnell Washington loss and he has a Nelson Brands win. And then his next highest win after that is. Will Miller from uh, App State twice. Yeah. And then after him, you got to kind of jump a long ways down to find someone else who's even very good. Man, we got multiple questions about if you should be eligible for at-large if you don't wrestle in conference. 
Nikki Freestyle. And pretty right. I don't hate not being eligible. I feel like you should have to wrestle just because, man, what are the chances you're going to compete at a high level? I mean, really, what we really want is we want we want the best 33 guys on that day, right? Just because yeah. you were the best before, but you have an injury doesn't mean you're one of the best 33 guys. You want the best 33 guys in the NCAA wrestling at the NCAA tournament. And, you know, someone who's that hurt that they can't even compete in one match is maybe not one of those guys at that point in time. They probably are at other times, but maybe not then. Yeah. I don't know how you fix it because injury to, the the one-second injury default gimmick still exists, and you can say – because they do have to take the mat, right? Technically, they worded – Yes. They changed the wording, I think. So it's not supposed to think. Well, they still do it. Yeah. Um, they still do that gimmick. So, yeah, it – I don't know how injury you... defaults under one minute do not count as matches. I forget exactly what <laughs> the wrestle... wording is. I have to go back and look it up. Wrestle but... One minute. Yeah. If if they said, hey, and I don't know how you police it in terms of like, are you okay? Now, if you just, what if you legitimately wrestle and you legitimately get injured in the match, you'd have to injury default in your yeah. first match and then you have to forfeit out. Should you be done? But that's, I mean, but that isn't, isn't that a little bit the same scenario of, um, are you going to be healthy? Yeah, are you going to be healthy in ten days? If you if you legitimately cannot finish the match, are you going to be healthy in ten days? Well, th- I think there are acute injuries that you definitively cannot wrestle on on a day, and it literally in a day or two, it's possible to be able to wrestle. Right? Which ones? I don't know, like a head injury, maybe. Not, well, I guess a, con- a concussion would be um, uh, a decent argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good argument. But yeah, even like say like a knee, uh, if you you know say strain your LCL, it's gonna hurt, but you can still wrestle, and you could probably still wrestle again in ten days. Yeah, right. I mean, there are those things. I guess maybe um, I've seen some. Uh, I had a kid. It was so gross. I had a kid dislocate his kneecap, and I was like, oh my god, this is so terrible. His season's over, and then he was back in like a week. Like it was like nothing yeah. else got hurt. It just popped it back in, and he wrestled in a few days. No big deal. What a beast. Maybe yeah. ribs? I don't know. Ribs? Rib, no, nah, ribs are going to... I mean, you're still going to be... If, if you're so hurt you can't wrestle that day, you're still going to be hurting pretty bad in 10 days. Maybe you just have weak ribs, Ben. I think that's what I'm... That's my belief. Pathetic rib cage. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I actually think you could probably take a sledgehammer to my ribs and you wouldn't really hurt them. Let's test that very theory. tough. I know JD's got several ribs sledges. Singular time. I got a big sledgehammer. I think it's like a 16-pounder. It's, it's unnecessarily large. All right, here's a question from an actual cannibal. This is a person that eats other humans. He says, has Ben gone back to watch the Willits match to see how he got it done against Carr? I did watch it. It was, uh, I mean, that, I mean, you you made this comment to me yesterday, Christian. It's like the David Carr of last year would not have beaten Keegan. Um, and that's, I felt like watching that match is like David Carr just doesn't look that good. It's not, it's not a very accurate reflection on how good David Carr actually is. Um, so I, I watched a bunch of other matches, you know, uh, higher level, I watched Del Vecchia, Noel, um, some of the Deacon matches, uh, I'm, a bunch more. I can't remember which other ones. Yeah. I, I, he has definitively jump levels. I don't know. P- partially. Mm-hmm. You, there are a couple factors. One, he knows the 
the test that awaits him up a weight. Two, maybe it, yeah. it, it benefited him to go up in weight. I know he was yep. a big 57 as a freshman, and he did it for yep. several years. So mm-hmm. that probably contributed. Less focus on cutting weight, more on just wrestling. Um, three, the hunger from not winning a bracket that pretty much everyone thought he was going to win, or most people thought yeah. it was going to be him or Deegan. He lost at an upset loss. Probably a little bit of like, all right, well, that's not going to happen again. Um, so all those factors have led to the best version we've ever seen of, of David Carr. And I think he even ratchets it up another level for Keegan, which is a true mark of a champion is when you yeah. can elevate to another level when, when you hit that level of competition. Because I don't think he mm-hmm. looked even as good as he looked against Keegan. I think he's had other high-level matches like the Hamity match and um, others where I don't feel like well, he's... He was- Semi, I mean, well, yeah, three takedowns, zero against Hamity. Yeah, or even the Peyton Hall semi. Um, that, that'd be a good example. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, he's an impressive guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So we have, what time, JD, is the, are we going live? Is it is it 8 Central for the bracket show? Is it 8 Eastern, 7 Central? That's right, 8 Eastern. Thank yes. you. Oh, that's really when it started. When when's the NCAA doing their gimmick? That's it. that time then, also. Then, yep. Freak! That's right when my practice starts. This is such crap. Wow. I actually Garbage. thought it was at eight p.m. Central, and then my practice ending eight fifteen. So that would be perfect because then, you know, finish our practice, go look at some brackets. Let's go. Yes. Um, now, now I'm gonna have to be distracted during practice. I hate it when I'm distracted during practice. I'm sorry. There's man. no way I could patiently wait an hour and 15 minutes until <laughs> the brackets come out. Yeah, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna go. Cannot wait for tonight. Brackets are coming out. It's it's really Christmas. Peace. Tomorrow we're gonna be breaking it all down back on the show. JD and I are gonna be fresh off a kickball victory. High five for victories. Don't tear hammy. We needed you last time. My hammy is stronger than ever. It's if you become too hammy, powerful. You're not going to be able to compete well in 10 days. You might not get the wild card. You're right. You're right. But I'm still going to take someone's spot from them. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. I'm going to go eat tacos. Thank you. Goodbye. We're 100% losing kickball. <laughs> <laughs>